Hello and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We are here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we're going to talk about how we can encourage engaged parents to be a part of youth ministry. Being a parent is always a challenging task. Being a parent in the last two years during, oh, I don't know, a pandemic and all the things that have been going on day to day, week by week has been an extraordinary challenging time. Parents have been asked to manage more in the last few years than ever before at a time when everything is changing and now maybe we're teaching for a while and just so many things that played into that. So many things. And I do think that parents are really struggling at this point with uh, with just not having enough uh, in their tanks. Yeah. Um, and so I'm excited that in the next few podcasts, we're going to be focusing on how um, youth workers, church leaders can partner with and encourage parents as a part of youth ministry. And while it can be kind of easy for us to say like, well, uh, what happens in the congregational youth ministry is what happens in congregational mm-hmm. youth ministry, and that's different than what's happening at home. It's it's really not that simple. Our research In our research, we found that three in four millennials listed a parent as one of the most influential people in their faith lives. And we know that parents are called to be the primary faith leaders of their children. So youth ministry and families, and especially parents, should be partners, right? They should be working together towards that common goal of young people who are disciples for life. And so before we dive in, we first have two caveats. Sure. First, we struggled with how to word engaged parents in the seven practices of youth ministry. In fact, that I still remember in one of our early presentations, uh, someone brought up like, so you mean parents that are engaged rather than married? Like, what does that mean? Like, oh, no, 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 yeah, no. Like right. engaged and like, yeah, we need to explain that, make sure we mean what engaged means, engaged in the life of their children. Um, but certainly too, as we got into it, we did want to talk about right. the, like you said, the realities of what ministry looks like and how we support uh, family. So one is that not every family has two faithful Christian parents. We recognize that um, and and thankful for the way that the family of God rallies around young people and also gets them minister into those situations too. And we know there are also incredible families too that are looking to support their children's faith. Um, and that may look very different from what you might expect or a stereotypical family or maybe what you experience too. Uh, many young people are supported by step parents or guardians, extended family, foster families, um, or maybe those who serve as role as parents, caring adults. Um, and God can use lots of people who take on that crucial role in a young person's life. And so we want to recognize that when we talk about engaged parents, we oftentimes in the data probably are talking broadly about anyone who serves in that position for a young person, uh, but certainly too, to encourage those that are um, biological parents or the, the household unit too, and how uh, the Holy Spirit uses those relationships. Yeah, so while we want to say engaged parents to help make clear communication, we're really wanting to lift up anybody who's in that role. And when we do research, like we certainly include parents and guardians as a part of that questioning. So what we say about parents is going to be true for for those people as well. And then the second caveat, Mark and I have to admit that while we work with parents and love parents and are friends with parents, <laughs> uh, neither of us is a parent. And so while we're faithful godparents and I'm an aunt, he's an uncle, uh, supportive adults, 
Mark's a coach. I'm definitely not a coach. <laughs> um, teachers, uh, but it is in that role. Uh, those are different than the roles that parents take on. And so, um, you know, we have to recognize that. We also have to recognize that we both grew up in households with a uh, church worker parent. Right. And so while I will be the first one to admit that uh, I hope my parents didn't necessarily do anything dramatically different <laughs> uh, because you're a church work family. And, and I know that because my mom didn't really get her call as a DCE until I was in middle school. Mm-hmm. But that does change the dynamic of a household, mm-hmm. um, especially in our relationship with the church when you have a, a parent who's a church worker. Um, and so d- a different sense of community and responsibility there mm-hmm. than I think would be a typical family. So R- Mark and I fully recognize that we are maybe not the experts, which is why right. we'll bring on right. lots of experts exactly. later. <laughs> <laughs> so today we're just going to kind of set down some groundwork before we do bring in those experts. Just to talk a little bit again, what we found in research as we laid out the seven practices as well. They're really just some kind of base pieces that are part of our understanding of engaged parents. And as that is a part of our seven practices of healthy youth ministry, we hope you observe and maybe recognize ways engaged parents support their children. We also hope that you will be encouraged maybe through this to talk more about ways parents can support their children as part of ministry to young people at this unique time in their life and to how his congregations can support parents and be looking for those ways that some are very simple sometimes. And it's just a matter of taking that step to promote it, talk about it, pray about it, encourage. I mean, other things might be a little bit more sophisticated structurally and way you can program and support parents. So in the upcoming weeks, we're going to bring in some great speakers who can work to help us build on this and to share from their experiences as well and how the Holy Spirit used them. If you are a parent yourself, we certainly do hope that you will take some information from this and maybe some encouragement in the discussion in your own vocation. And we're so thankful for you and the ways that you love your your children and point them to Jesus. And we hope it's doubly uh, impactful for those of you who are both youth leaders and parents, because yeah. we know there's lots of you out there. <laughs> so we talk about engaged parents in the seven practices of healthy youth ministry. We start by saying engaged parents prioritize faith development by encouraging faith practices especially during times of transition. So when we talk about faith practices, we're talking about a prayer, reading the Bible, worship, service and leadership in the church. And, and we pick those out in particular because they come up in scripture. <laughs> they're things that we believe as Christians, but also uh, because they're things that we see in our research that we know that the more these things happen, the more young people are likely to be continued to be tied to the church as they grow older. And so we know that those faith practices happening regularly in the home really do have a big impact. And there's lots of ways that parents can encourage their teens to do those practices daily. But sometimes it's as a family, right? So maybe it's family time in prayer or in devotion or encouraging it to do them on their own. But certainly we're not saying all of those things have to happen every single time, right? I feel like that's, uh, we don't want to be unrealistic there, but we also want to know and note that it takes time and energy to make that a priority. Sure. And, and we know too in the busyness of life. I mean, I I wish I spent more time sure. in devotion and right and time in scripture, which said, you know, a lot of those things that uh we think of prioritizing our life around in the busyness of life can be hard. But yeah, it was so cool to see in the research and again like it's in scripture obviously about how the Holy Spirit works through God's word, works through those relationships, works through our time in worship to be fed together in Christian community. It's just a beautiful thing. So we understand like families are constantly being forced to make decisions to prioritize their schedules or resources. And (laughs) I don't know what that necessarily looked like in the last few years. That was probably a a different conversation that you'd had before. So there are so many demands and a lot of parents are kind of pressed and maybe sometimes at the edge to keep all those things together. And maybe it gets hard when 
congregational ministry may feel like it's taken an adversarial role against those other activities. And so I think it's for a youth worker to be aware of that and be conscious of that and to help parents understand, you know, where does a place a program like, wait, maybe in all this difficult time of just being in worship, that's a starting point. And that is fantastic. And to prioritize that time, despite maybe some other connection times within the church, just so that they are being fed that way. And it's just so, you know, I think we saw so much better that when you can work alongside parents to support them and they're faithful, setting those priorities and really fostering that, that faith growth wherever they are and to look at that schedule piece. And so to have some patience in that, but then also to be able to boil it down to those really important things and times with Jesus and worship and then also in his word. I think as a youth leader, it can be easy for us to say like, oh, I put a lot of time and energy into this and I, I just wish my parents were taking more advantage of it in their home rather than lamenting the things that they aren't doing. How are we celebrating the things that they are doing and how are we equipping them? You know, I saw a lot of parents who did fantastic, cool stuff and lots of youth leaders that came alongside them to help foster faith in the home during the pandemic when we couldn't necessarily be together for worship or Bible study. And those things can continue even as we start to gather back together as things kind of maybe theoretically go back to normal, uh, right? That we have this new way of thinking about how we can support parents in their faith growth at home. So helping provide age-appropriate devotions or resources that they can use in their home. In my previous congregation, we knew that lots of our families traveled in the summer. So we offered Sunday school to go and I put all the things they needed in a Chinese to-go box and they could take it with them uh, and do that on their own. So for us as church workers, as youth leaders, to be able to say like, not, oh man, I can't believe those parents didn't bring the kid to X, Y, or Z, or I wish my parents prioritized, Mm -hmm. made their priorities different about what they chose to do. Instead say like, okay, how can we celebrate what families are doing and how can we equip them better to continue that on? Yeah, I was just talking to a pastor recently coming out of this pandemic. They're trying to try to figure out some things with children, youth ministry, and just were kind of struggling with the numbers that they saw. But we're really getting strong feedback from parents. It was like, but boy, all the resources you've been giving us in the pandemic, we're having more conversations in our home and and we're just exhausted trying to figure out the school thing. Now, thankfully, they're in a Lutheran school situation yeah. too, but like, like it's just been exhausting around school. But our kids are getting so fed in the school that we just, we're coming to worship and then we just kind of need some family time. And so like right. the pastor is able to say like, hey, the Holy Spirit is working through that. And maybe this is just a season. Seasons from now, maybe the programmatic stuff at church, you know, we'll see different numbers and in, in connection. But man, it's just been a disrupting time to say the least, I think, uh, going through this. So yeah, God be praised that he still continues to faithfully work uh, through his people. And, and in the, even in that, to see like those, uh, that time to have teaching those Christ-centered priorities and, and having those conversations about faith in the home are so important. And, and young people too, through things like a pandemic or just other aspects of life can learn to set those priorities. I mean, we certainly saw this, again, I've said this before, love to see how this was important during times of transitions yeah. in young people's lives. And as we've said before in other podcasts and other times, sometimes those transitions are the ones you plan for leaving home to go to college or military service or career that we can kind of plan for and have that. And then some of those transitions too are unexpected. Death of a loved one, a move um, for a job, whatever it might be, and how the church really um, was able to support young people through that. Uh, but then also where those again, priorities of worship, time in, in God's word and prayer were so important to really create that foundation for a young person and their families as they went through those transition was a really beautiful thing. So a uh, second piece that we talk about for encouraging engaged parents is that we help parents engage in youth ministry when we listen and support them and being the expert on their child. We want 
every parent and hopefully every parent is engaged enough to understand their child's locations and the culture around them. That doesn't mean that parents are expected to know everything about everything about Gen Z. That's our job. Uh, (laughs) That's one of our favorite things. Uh, But it means that parents and guardians should be learning all they can about the influences their child has, from the games that they play online to the friends that they have at school to the sports that they're interested in. So uh, we really hope that parents are becoming experts in their kid. And when they learn those things, they're able to find where God is using their child in different vocations, what gifts, skills, and abilities that that child might have to help direct and think about how God could use them in the future. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the things that we can think about, again, this might take some time, but that youth leaders can take the time to learn about each of their youth from their parents. And so to understand that perspective and to, to understand that the youth they serve better too, I'm Parents can share insights that you can't get anywhere else. They spend a lot of time with them, see them in the good times, see them in the difficult times. Parents are going to give maybe helpful direction towards what service and leadership a team might be interested in or why they might be asking particular questions about faith or why they might react to situations. I I coach basketball and there are oftentimes young men that I don't know real well going in. I love when parents will give me insight about, hey, this is how my son takes coaching maybe this way. Mm -hmm. Like I love getting that. It just helps me to kind of keep in the back of my mind and how to motivate, how to coach how to instruct. And so uh, parents are, are seeing their young people as they mature, go through those new experiences and are able to give that insight. Yeah. So as youth leaders, really making sure that you're taking that expertise from the parents, right? Mm-hmm. When they're helping to give you insight that helps you to help care for that young person better. And in the same way, youth leaders get to see youth in a different light, mm-hmm. um, in a different context than maybe a parent will be able to see. Where parents are going to have a lot of expertise in that kid, they're not, sometimes they're a little too close <laughs> to see some cool stuff that you can see as a youth leader when you just have them for a short amount of time. And so one of the things I love as a youth leader is being able to go back and share with parents really positive things I see happening with their kid, something, a great story that they had, maybe after a sermon event, being able to to come back and say like, hey, I saw this, this kid they led, they worked really hard, and be able to remind that parent, thank them for the work that they're doing as the parent. But then also make sure that they, I'm repeating back to the parent, the positive things that I'm seeing happen in youth ministry as well. Yeah, so then when, uh, I mean, I think of the joys that come from maybe the best part that you see in youth ministry, when you see this coming together of parents and youth leaders partnering to share what they know and how they can support that young person and to be able to, as we talk about it, provide a place of warmth, but also a place of challenge that they may grow in God's grace through those years of, of again, really great times of them learning to become more independent looking towards major, maybe a transition coming in life and to see them grow in their understanding and their trust in Jesus. Yeah. So third, we're going to talk about engaged parents who we want them to participate in worship, personal spiritual practices and service, even after their children have become adults. So I I think this maybe was one of those things that we we knew, um, but it was really important for us to see (laughs) is that parents' faith practices are important because their kids are watching. Right, right. Kids want to know if their parents' faith in God is important just for them or because the kids are in the house or because it really matters to their parents. And so our research found that LCMS young adults likely saw and continue to see today a high level of faith practiced by their parents. So whether it's a parent, a guardian, a grandparent, again, whatever that family structure, youth will tend to emulate the priorities, the worship, and the congregational involvement of the adults in their lives. So one way that we see where congregations can support young people is by supporting their parents. Yeah. So you can help encourage them in their own spiritual practices. And that might 
be not just like, hey, we're going to invest in you as a parent, but just in themselves as a baptized believer in Jesus right. to help them maybe dig deeper into the scriptures or to walk with them through a difficult time, having that in that place where they are encouraged to be able to be in God's word and to be in prayer with one another and build Christian community. And so congregations can make sure that there are opportunities for that Bible study, for that service and that invitation into worship and that they're open and available to parents who may have a very busy schedule and to help them figure that out, those priorities and be able to be, again, a place of welcoming and warmth for them. Certainly, we know plenty of stories where people developed a resilient identity in Christ, even if their parents were not faithful in worship or were even believers themselves. But knowing how powerful that example mm -hmm. can be, congregations can assist parents, but also supportive adults, which we love as well. But making sure that the people around those young people are attending worship, they're attending Bible study. You know, are there opportunities that are, are in the timeframes mm -hmm. that work for them? Right. Just like you said, they're really busy. Or are there opportunities to parallel what's happening in youth ministry? Are we inviting parents to serve and lead within youth ministry when that makes sense to be able to help give them, help them, encourage them to be a good role model as they, as they are serving as parents as well. One thing I saw, a part of that get inundated and get overwhelmed sometimes, but at the same time, I love to see how many like individual congregations did podcasts. Yeah. I mean, just started doing that to like, here's something you can listen to on your way to work as you're commuting. Here's ways like, man, I mean, just applaud those churches who found the time and energy to do that, right. to, to care for their, uh, people of all ages, but just even see that people are even doing it from a parental standpoint, to be able to engage in that conversation was was great. One of my favorite stories about, you know, this modeling is uh, when I was in my first congregation, I had a, a mom come to me and said, hey, I had uh, two, at this time their girls were little, but their two little girls had put all of their stuffed animals in a circle and they were sitting <laughs> quietly talking. And, uh -oh. Um, uh -oh. <laughs> and, and the mom came in and was like, what are you doing? And they said, we're playing church meeting. <laughs> Right. Um, which was this beautiful thing about like that, even in, as little ones, they understood that like that is a thing their parents did almost every week was that their parents had to go to a church meeting and they knew what That's it looked right. like because they had been in the childcare uh, while we had those meetings. And so when we underestimate how much impact just being able to see that action in your parents. I think we do a disservice. We've had some future members of church councils. <laughs> yeah, 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 That's absolutely. Great. Good. Getting them, molding them early. That's great. A fourth thing that we talk about is that congregations have a role in encouraging and supporting all parents and guardians to actively engage in their children's faith lives. Yeah, so parents and guardians who find support from older adults um, and other parents who are Christ-centered. So hopefully you have parents interacting with parents and supporting one another. I know it was encouraging to me Sunday morning, not that long. Well, it was pre-pandemic, but it wasn't that long ago. And we got to church and my dad picked a very specific spot. And I was like, mm, I, that's weird. But then I figured it out when there was a family, a young family with two little girls who sat directly in front of them and immediately figured out that um, this was their regular setup and that those girls knew that my mom and dad, mm. uh, who, were, who were older and now retired, were uh, kind of there to help their parents as so they would go back and forth between the pews and worship. My mom had brought them coloring sheets. They kind of knew where to, to get that. And my dad, I believe, had candy at some point, though I'm not sure mom and dad knew that. <laughs> but to be able to say, like, my parents as older adults supporting parents, and that looks different for teens, mm -hmm. but right. being able to have older adults who are speaking into the lives of parents and speaking into the lives of teenagers to be able to provide a well-rounded support for them 
is really powerful. Yeah. And, and another thing of that too, and this is where we get to bring in the experts here in the next episodes is to talk about actually like maybe training for parents and what does that look like? And congregations have their own way that there might be a, a resource that you find that you like that utilize them, you utilize, or we might have a pastor or DC or church worker or others who have developed their own too. And just how does it, how does parenting look in the context of your congregation? And so congregations can do that, provide that training, communication to parents as they're trying to seek support and answers in raising faithful youth. And kind of also too, from the standpoint of the ministry, let parents know uh, what you're doing as a congregation to support their young people. What does Christian education at your context look like from baptism until they graduate? Um, so that they have a plan in place and understand uh, what that looks like for their family. I mean, that just kind of helps prompt them for continuing that conversation at home around, again, the week in, week out ministry, but then also key moments too, when a young person might be able to get engaged into leadership or time in the congregation. Yeah. We have a whole set of resources to help support that partnership between youth leaders and parents. We did a whole month of resources on that not that long ago on the e-source. So those are all available. Certainly, if you want to look at what we did with seven practices and engaged parents, you can see that on the youth e-source. We even have a video and a discussion guide that could be really helpful for your leadership. And then in particular, if you're listening to us and thinking about then the LCMS Youth Gathering that's going to happen this July, we just put out some resources, a whole series of them on how we can help engage parents and connect them to what's happening at the gathering, even if they aren't attending. So some suggestions of how we can keep that partnership going for a big event uh, like the gathering. And I think that can apply to lots of other big events that you might be hosting in your congregation, how you can connect parents and help them continue that conversation back home. So scripture talks about for parents that responsibility and that joy of bringing children up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. And certainly we know that is not always easy. It comes with its challenges, uh, but it certainly comes with its great joy. And as youth ministry practitioners, we get to be a part of that. And we really hope through these next episodes and our discussion here, we see that partnership and supporting parents in their role in doing that. And maybe the place where the parents aren't available, where the family of God is able to step in and be those loving adults and family members, if you will, brothers and sisters in Jesus for young people. And so again, thank you for taking up that work and that service and that encouragement of parents. And we hope these next episodes will be a blessing for you. And we hope that they help encourage you as you think about youth ministry, not just as ministry to the teens uh, in your congregation, but as we've talked about teens in your community, but also their parents and their families as all one part of what it means to be in youth ministry. So some closing questions for you to consider. How are you partnering with parents to get to know each young person in your ministry? How are you supporting parents as they encourage faith practices at home? How are you connecting parents with communication and support as they lead and model faith in their home? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you care for parents, as you encourage them, as well as care for and encourage the teens in your youth ministry. May God bless that partnership as you work together to help make disciples of Jesus Christ for life. End Goals Podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church. Yeah.